up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Just Saying Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and this week we have a wonderful guest. Uh, he is a writer that is now not on strike anymore, Emmy Award winning, hilarious comedian Greg Fitzsimmons. Welcome, buddy. Yeah, the strike is, well, I, I, you know, fingers crossed, it still has to go in front of the membership to get voted on. I know. But, the, but it looks good. And then, of course, you got the actors' union. The actors' They have like, to make us? their deal, right? Yeah. But uh, but it's hopeful. I walked a lot of miles on those lines with a lot of pasty-faced, overweight writers who were trying to network. There was a fair amount of networking there going was. on. I, I will say that I um, I didn't get my strike photo this year. Oh, I you didn't, didn't get yeah. published? I didn't get the, like, Yeah, we're out here. Right, right. Yeah. You know. You needed a good sign. Yeah. Did you have a clever sign? I just picked whatever they had there. I didn't bring my own sign. <laughs> but they were, but they, for a writer's strike, a lot of it was pretty unoriginal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, um, let us make a living. What? what? Boo, That's not even grammatically correct. Yeah, come up with something clever, yeah. a good catchphrase. Right. Something housewives or drag race related, you know? Yeah. Like- that was that was. I'm I'm glad though. It was I was gone over the weekend, and I feel like everything happened while I was gone. I went to a wedding in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. The enthusiasm you're giving me is well. A no, lot. it just made me think about Elvis. I just read a book about yeah. Elvis, so well, I, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for Memphis. But I've never been there. You've never been. But I feel like it's the place I want to go. But you're gonna say you're gonna say otherwise. No, it's a it's a lovely place here and there. But uh, uh, my granddad actually worked for Elvis Presley. No, yeah. really? Yes, he was the manager of the Circle G Ranch, and he managed the horse stables for him. No way. Which is why way. my tattoo, Sugarfoot, which I got drunk in San Diego with Jesse May Peluso, uh, was my mom's horse that. Uh, he gave away to Elvis, and my mom is still pissed to this day. That's insane. Yeah. So we have a lot of, like, Elvis. My grandmother went to high school with him. Like, there's pictures of her, like, dancing, or no, him dancing on, like, the cafeteria table, and my grandma's like, so Wait, it's really weird. Wait, but the weird. ranch was not next to Graceland. Wasn't no. it in another part of town? It was in, I want to say it was, like, Olive Branch, Mississippi, right, right, which right. is right next to Memphis. Yeah, because so. he he's from Mississippi originally. Tupelo, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so... Wow, that's incredible. It's a cool story. Yeah. Memphis is very special, but like I went to this wedding, um, which was gorgeous. My my sister-in-law's brother, Brooke, and uh, his and her husband, Brooks. Brooke and Brooks. No, no, no. Brooke and Brooks. No, no, no. It was a Brook and Brooks wedding. Wow. And they're lovely. And we had, it was a disco glam party at this old Sears building. Oh, that's pretty cool. And Elvis was the... um, guy to get him married. I don't know what it's called. The officiator, whatever. It sounds like a gay guy planned the wedding for them, huh? No, I think it's... You would think, maybe. But it was really funny because he wasn't supposed to, like, do the ceremony. Their pastor got shingles, uh, like, a couple (laughs) days before. So we're all sitting down, ready to go. And there's, like, all these candles lit. and We're all, like, hot. And this Elvis impersonator comes out, and he's just like... What do I do? Like, he had yeah. no idea. Like, I guess he had, like, the format, and he was just like, I've never really married anybody before. And we're like, this is a shitty Elvis. Wow. Come on. But it was, overall, it was really, really fun. But, um, yeah, it was uh, a did lot of sing? things. Did Elvis sing? He did sing at the end. He was, like, the, like, party planner or whatever. And yeah. she came out to uh, Can't Help Falling in Love With oh, You. It was gorgeous. Everyone nice. looked so fun. We had a great time. Wise um, man. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh. Yeah, oh. that's pretty good. Oh. Um, <laughs> but Memphis overall, there was a lot of things that I did not, uh, I wasn't familiar with. So like an Uber in Memphis, I've never <laughs> had this happen where you call an Uber and the driver's on their way and multiple people are in the car. And it's not an Uber pool. It's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. me and my boyfriend haven't gotten the car, and there's the driver, and then there's, like, the daughter or the friend. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, in the car with these people, like, is this safe? Yeah. We don't know. It yeah. just smells like stale cigarettes or right. weed. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of the weed smell in my driver's car. Yeah. And sometimes the cloud of smoke is still in the fucking it, oh, car. Oh, it's like when you in get the seats. Yeah, yeah. 
But, um, well, that sounds amazing. How does that go over being a gay couple in the Deep South? I'm so glad you asked. I mean, people were cool with it. Um, it's not like we were like... This is my lover. Yeah. We are together, and now we shall, you know, in the back seat. Nothing like that. Nothing. You twist the hands we, when you Sometimes do it? there's a twist. Wow. There's a gradual twist. Uh -huh. um, but, uh, yeah, there wasn't anything uh, crazy. Just I some think looks? So, you I think, you I think some... there might have been some looks. Yeah. But we just kind of came in with some some big gay energy, you know? You we did. were just like, this is what we do, uh -huh. and if you're not cool with it, yeah. But I think, like, someone was just like, this is his friend, you know? This is just oh, his friend. right, right. But no, I think everybody overall was very accepting and, you know, fine yeah. with it. However, I did stay in an Airbnb that I think was haunted. Fall is here, so we can get into some spooks. Uh, have you seen the movie Barbarian? I don't think so. Okay, it was a movie that came out last year about an Airbnb situation. There's a big... Big titty mutant lady living in the tunnels of this house. Spoiler okay. alert. Um, and that's where we were staying. It looked like that. It was just this Airbnb with just like flickering lights outside. We get were there in. other guests staying in your room, just like at the with the Uber? Well, no, thank God yeah. that we know of. Yeah, but yeah. I think there might have been a hidden passage in there uh -huh. somewhere. And we get in there, and everything's just, like, dead bolted. We had to have a code. We had to <laughs> twist this knob a certain way, like this, you know, had to. <laughs> and, and we get in there, and we read the manual, and they're like, just be careful with things in here. This is a 100-year-old home. And I'm like, great. Yeah. And immediately when I hear 100-year-old home, I think of a dead little girl named Emily. Yeah. Because there's always a little ghost girl mm. named Emily. Um. And everything's fine. We didn't have anything weird happen until the last night I was there. And I have my leg over the bed. And I wake up to something hitting the bottom of my foot. And it woke me up. And I thought to myself, am I dreaming? Was that a dream? Because I was asleep and I felt like a human hand hitting my foot at the end of the bed. And I wake up <laughs> and I look around and I'm like, hello? Nothing? No one's... Moving around, nothing. There is a dog barking outside, which is telling me that there's someone maybe out yeah. there. And then I open my closet door, and there is this old, like, rickety, smells old shelf that I'm like, I bet if I pull something, there's going to be a tunnel. I could, Yeah. <laughs> didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Is that and I like spooky shit, but, like, this was, like— Yeah. No. Wow. But, like, I felt, like, a hand— on the bottom of my foot, like a, right. like three three slaps, three slaps, like a low five, a low five, yeah, on my foot. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing about Airbnbs is you know, <laughs> you're signing up for that. That's part of it. I know. I signed. We we went to uh, my son went to college in Chicago, so mm -hmm. we went out to visit him one time, and we got an Airbnb, and we look at the photos, and there's no photos of the outside. There's just a photo of a gorgeous one bedroom, completely refinished, you know, modern kitchen, Art Deco looking. So we um, we show up and we get in our Uber from uh -huh. the airport and the Uber pulls up, we read the address, pulls up and we are sitting in the underpass oh. of the subway, you know, the L train in yeah. Chicago. And we go, this, let's check the address again because this can't, the kid can't be here. And so he looks at it again. He's like, this is this is it. And so we get out and we're standing under the tracks and we look to the left and there's a, there's a keypad uh -huh. for an apartment building. And it's a big modern apartment building. So like, all right, I guess we're next to the train track. So we, we go in and we go up to our room on the second floor. And we walk in and it's gorgeous. It's like, oh, this is great. Big curtains on the windows. We walk over to the windows. I open the curtains. And I'm not exaggerating. What? From me to Lee. Lee is uh -huh. standing on the subway platform. Uh-huh. Oh, and, oh. And I am on the deck <laughs> of my building. And there's just people milling oh. around. There's just a bunch of people. And as you open the curtains, like, they are all, and they are looking They're brazenly looking right at us. And we're making love. 
No, oh, wow. No, we didn't make love. <laughs> and so I was standing on the Free porch. Like love. <laughs> <laughs> to the sound of the train. Yeah. And they're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we got on the porch and I pull out my camera. He's like, all right, I got to put this on my social media. So I, I was videotaping and this guy runs up and he goes, motherfucker, you're not videotaping this shit. And he walks at me like to where he's really close. Like I felt like he could have dove onto the deck. Yeah. And so I just turned off the phone. I closed the curtains. I ran inside. It was crazy. And you could hear like coming up on track three, oh train God. six, moving enter towards the rear of the train. Did the did the whole room shake when no. a train went by? No. Oh, I love those stories. That's terrifying though. Yeah, but it was so funny that it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I, that's what you have to take into account. You're like, that was a fun experience. Yeah. But uh haunted haunted now. Wall people, that's yeah. that's my biggest fear. Yeah. Wall people, people that so live So are you in... somebody that's susceptible to haunting type I stuff? I think so. Have you done a Ouija board? No, I won't touch that. Have you? Don't I have it freaked me the fuck. Can we curse on this podcast? Yes. It freaked me the fuck out. I swear to God, it was going to thing. How many people were on the on the like thing? Five. Okay. And yeah. y'all were just not. I don't think all five of us did it at once. I think there was just two or three of us doing it at once, but it was it was spelling shit. What was it saying? What were you asking it? I think it said uh, sale at pennies this weekend. <laughs> And then you realize everything Don't has a corporate sponsorship now. Ah, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, I won't yeah. touch that stuff because that stuff comes, that sticks with you. But I want to talk about this because I found this uh, today. There's always these articles that are like, here's the top 10 best uh, cities to live in, you know? Clickbait. It is clickbait, but yeah. it's always fun. You're like, yeah, did my city sure. make it? And LA never makes it, but whatever. Good. I Good. know. Good. We got enough people. I don't need more people attracted to this city. I know. Keep I, it a secret. Shh. Yeah. LA's great. Don't, don't come here. It's awful, yeah. but fun, but awful. Um, but here's a study that came out. This, I don't think this is clickbait. <laughs> this is the best U.S. cities to be a ghost. Oh. Yeah. I don't know where this came from, but um, this is an article that came out. It says, uh, here's the key findings of, of different cities to be a ghost. Springfield, Massachusetts ranks as the best U.S. city to be a ghost, followed by Scranton, Pennsylvania, and Birmingham, Alabama. Miami, Florida ranks as the worst. Wait, when they say best, are they saying that people embrace that you exist? Or is it the lifestyle of the actual ghosts? I think it's um, actual haunted houses that have been that are in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So Miami ranked as the worst, followed by Seattle and Charlotte, North Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina is the city with the most cem- uh, cemeteries per 100,000 residents. And Dayton, Ohio has the most graves per person. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, 2.5 compared to the national average. So, Which city do you think you're most likely to be ghosted in? Oh, L.A., for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that one. Yeah. yeah. I think that one is definitely the one to be the most ghosted in. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, top 10. Let's see. We've got. At number 10, Greenville, South Carolina. Number nine, New Orleans. I would think number nine would be a little higher. I thought New Orleans would definitely be up there. Eight, Akron, Ohio. Uh, seven, Knoxville, Tennessee. Akron? Is it Akron? Akron? Akron. I don't yeah. know. You don't go to Ohio? Akron? No. Have I been to Ohio? I don't think so. Ohio's got a lot of shitty cities. Like, no offense, Akron people, but it's a Akron, shit Ohio. City. Um, also, yeah, New I was, Orleans, I would think, would be in the top three with... Um, what's the one in Mass- Salem had all the witches? Salem, Massachusetts, yeah. yeah. Seven is Knoxville, Tennessee. Number six, Dayton, Ohio. I know it's Dayton. It was just another Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I can see that. Four is Syracuse, New York. Three, Birmingham. Two, Scranton. And the number one most haunted place to be a ghost is Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. So if you live in those cities, it's okay to die there because you're going to have a great time. Here's someone who hopefully will not be ghosted anytime soon. This story is all over the news today. Um, are you a big football fan? I am. Okay. And I was very excited. Okay. Travis Kelsey is one of my favorite players. I mean, oh, he's good. just a this dynamic, exciting, fun player and really one of the best tight ends in the in the league. Well, and, oh, okay. Yeah, and, I, I would assume he'd have a good tight end. 
<laughs> well, he's also known as a wide receiver, though. He's okay, I'm listening. Receiver. Don't know what that means, but it sounds hot. And then there's something about Taylor Swift, although I listen to her music and I feel nothing. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you why I don't feel anything. Okay. I listen to it and I don't feel anything. But okay. I, I, I respect the production value. I respect the, that the songwriting. I, I say, okay, I can see a tween girl mm-hmm. like, like I love that it's speaking to the things that these this population goes through. And mm-hmm. I think I think it I think it's great for them. And I, you know, so I've been obsessed with how famous she is. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's insane. Yeah, we've talked about her on the on the podcast numerous times. Um I myself am not a Swifty. I think that you and I are very similar in that where I'm like I can appreciate the songwriting. It's just not for me. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, go for it. Yep. Kill it. But at I have the no same hatred time, for her. She, yeah. she, she, she's a hustler. Yes. I think she's a really positive person. Yes. She's nice. She yep. helps out her staff. Her, yep. You know, but I, it's just, it, it exhausts me. Yes. Yeah. It's exhausting. And um, I don't know. And I think she's pretty, but there's something weird going on at the front teeth. They all seem like they're <laughs> one, made of one piece of plastic. Doesn't it? There's no spacing. As a guy with a space between yeah. his teeth, I like to see the, the it, little elbow room have, on the teeth. Does she just have one big tooth? It doesn't. It seem like it. I feel like that's the thing. Do you think? Is it like veneers or something? I is think it like, she got veneers. Yeah. Well, she's like a bajillionaire. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's the story going on over the weekend. Is that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? are apparently dating, and this happened over the weekend, and I'm already over it. It's just so much. This is what exhausts me about Taylor Swift, the Easter eggs. What's that? It's like where they hide little things in the song or like a music video that tie it back to, it's like a Disney Pixar film. So like if there's, say there's like, you're watching Toy Story, and then there'll be like a little Finding Nemo over here, and Pixar's like, that's the next movie we're releasing. It's about- this clownfish or whatever. So it's like she does that in her music videos where they're like, she wore purple this day in reference to this song or this time. It's it's a lot. So there's actually like Taylor Swift sleuths out there looking for hidden clues and messages within her songs. Kind of like Paul is Dead from the Beatles, that kind of album thing, you know? Yes, I buried Paul, the yeah. whole Sgt. Pepper's album. Well, you know, the cover of the Sgt. Pepper's album, it, it, it was— Funeral flowers. Yeah, they, they were tra- they were traditional Asian uh, funeral flowers, and I think there was a coffin on stage. Wait, can uh, we get a picture of Taylor's teeth? Can you can you find it? Do we have Taylor's teeth? Just she has that like cherub lip, you know? Yeah, where it's just it's always like this. Yes, it's like open. I mean, it's kissable. Oh yeah, look at those teeth. Oh, I see. Yes, those are rich people teeth. She could lose. Wait, she could lose. She could earn three hundred forty-five million dollars in twenty twenty-three, making her close to a billionaire. Yeah, she's she's loaded forever. She's and loaded. Can forever. you imagine the merch sales at her shows? Oh my god! Do you know how much merch is nowadays? Oh, it's like forty bucks a t-shirt. No, 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 no. Beyonce's merch is seventy dollars a t-shirt. No. Yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, that's just her alone. Well, you know, Bert Kreischer is very smart because he sells the merch, but then he also, he carved out a deal where he gets a percentage of the beer sales at his shows. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because they drink so much more beer at his shows. Well, he's definitely not shows. selling Bert Kreischer shirts because they'll come off when he gets on stage. That's you right. Know? Yeah. It's like, here's a shirt. Now take it yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I here's the thing. They went on this... She went to his game. Everyone was losing it. Um, But then it was just kind of bizarre because then they said she was escorted out in a popcorn maker. That's what she does. Like when she goes on stage, they hide her in like a janitor bucket. (laughs) What is it? Really? They'll hide her in shit so people don't see her. So, yeah, for concerts, they hit her in like a janitor, like mop and bucket, like porta potty thing and bring her out on stage and then apparently in this one they see her they show her like leaving in a popcorn machine there it is right there this is taylor leaving the chief suite (laughs) you can't convince me otherwise so now people are like they're hiding her in like (laughs) 
It's like. Do you think when Travis was having sex for that night, they didn't need lube? Do you think they had sex that night? Because of all the butter. Oh my God. Not an. Did they have sex that night? Have you seen tr him play a football game? He gets pounded no. <laughs> for three hours. He gets annihilated. Nobody's having sex after I that. I was going to say, and there was a Watch What Happens live clip from a year or two ago where he was on yeah, it. Yeah, see the black guy? Yeah, he's like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, uh, uh, get out moment. They're like, now button your polo <laughs> all the way up. Yeah, right. Put the hat forward. <laughs> Move the hat forward. Put hey, the hat somebody, forward. <laughs> somebody get to the black guy. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, but on Watch What Happens Live, Andy, uh, or Ramona Singer's asking Travis, she goes, uh, what's what are, what's the appropriate amount of days before you have sex on a date? And he said three dates. Oh. And then he said that um, what is a big deal? A big deal breaker for him is not getting oral sex. He said that? Yeah. Those teeth, though, that would hurt. <laughs> I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Yep. I mean, that makes, then I'm, then, now I'm thinking of Taylor Swift having sex, and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't see her giving a blowjob. I think she's a, I think she's a handjob woman. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. That's the origin story of Shake It Off. And then, or if, How's after, that for an Easter egg? <laughs> if she did give a blowjob, at the end of it, she'd be like, Oh, God. No. But uh, also, Travis Kelsey had a reality show on E! Oh, really? Like three years ago, like Date, wow. My, Date My Dude or something, uh -huh. whatever it was called. I don't even know. But the woman who was on that show who won said to Taylor to watch out because he's a cheater. And once a cheater, always a cheater. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. Is this kind of a bad luck thing for the Kansas City Chiefs if they do break up? It's always bad when a player gets distracted by um, a new—in golf, I see it a lot. Like um, <laughs> Rory McIlroy got oh. married and had kids, and all of a sudden he, has, he hasn't been—hasn't won a tournament since. Yeah. Um, You've seen it. You saw it with uh, Brady's breakup. I mean, he— With Giselle. With Giselle. He was horrible the year they broke up. He mm -hmm. ended up retiring because of it. Um, no, women and athletes— Athletes are meant to have one-night stands. They're not meant to be married and get serious. Yeah. I feel like that curse kind of goes along with the Kardashians, too. Every athlete that they That's end right. up dating, everyone's like, no! Dude, have you ever seen the J-Ray video with her? With Kim Kardashian. The Ray J video? Ray J. Did I say J Ray? <laughs> you said J Ray. <laughs> He's from Dayton. <laughs> Have you seen that J Ray video? No, I haven't. The, the Ray J. Oh, the sex tape video? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Classic. I just watched it. I'm not kidding you. You, yes, you I, just watched I, it? I'd seen stills. I had seen stills. And then I was like, you know, I wonder if that thing is still on the internet. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. What, I don't know what made me think of it, but. I put it on. I mean, it's fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah. It's no joke. Mm -mm. It's like it's like in its early 2000s, too, where like the it's like that night vision kind of yeah. like eyes. No, in face. it's better than that. It's oh wait, I'm thinking of Paris. You're thinking of Paris. Tape. No, I mean, this God, is I'm just mixing up the sex. This is tapes. not high def, but it's like it's good quality. The lighting is not bad. Yeah. Uh, what's weird is she doesn't show her breasts. Interesting. She, she shows that she pulls the bra apart, mm -hmm. but that's pushing them up. Mm -hmm. There's out of the entire forty minute, forty two minute tape, there was not a moment where she was just free freestyling. Well, that was you know Chris being like Kim, cover up your breasts. Yeah, right. Chris was the boom operator. Yeah, in that. she's she was, like, yeah. Can you, Kim? Yeah. To the camera. Yeah. To the camera. She had the tape. She was taping them up. It's so, it's, it blows my mind how that, like, escalated into this, like, wah, you know. So if Paris did a sex tape first and she blew up and mm -hmm. she and Kim were besties. Kim was her closet organizer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was then a plan by Kim to make a sex tape and leak it out, right? Yeah. Is that crazy? I know. It makes me think of my upbringing, you know? My mom told me to make a sex tape. Yeah. But I guess every parent's different, you right, know? Right, right, 
<sighs> I don't I don't think Travis Kelsey is is his mom is telling him to make a sex tape. But you know what? I'd watch. But yeah, Taylor's uh, all over the news. There's we can't escape her. Uh she was recently seen with Sophie Turner, uh, who was going through a divorce with Joe Who's Jonas. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, she was in Game of Thrones. Did you watch which Game one? of Thrones? Yeah, which she one? was House of Stark. She was the eldest daughter in House of Stark. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she's going through a really messy divorce with Joe Jonas. Uh, they're going through like this custody battle. Um, and uh, Taylor had dinner with her twice last week while the press was full of reports about the gory details of the divorce and custody battle. So Taylor's just like all over town. We're going to have a good girls night, you know, and then we're going to go to this football game. I don't know. Well, I know that when uh, she and Travis went out to dinner, they went into a restaurant mm-hmm. and they bought everybody's dinner and then told them to leave. How does that work? That's how it works. Do you get to finish the dinner? No. <laughs> they this paid is all for- on us, guys. Ow. Right, right. <laughs> we, ju- we just got our yeah, steak. Yeah, no. right, right. Yeah. But but we're get- but so we get it free, but we don't get to eat it. Yeah, it's yeah. paid for. But yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that even? What I restaurant know. was it? Do we know what kind of restaurant was it? I think it was a cheesecake factory in Marina. Then that Del makes Ray. sense. No, I don't out. know what it was. Yeah, that's so wild to me. Yeah. How? Do- okay, I wanted. I want to see how that works because you know for a fact Taylor Swift and him can't walk into said cheesecake factory without everyone being like. Freaking out. Well, there are restaurants that are, you know, boutique restaurants mm-hmm. where there's five tables and mm-hmm. it's a master chef. And they're the kind of people that don't ask for selfies. Right. You go to a place like that. Right. But don't go to like some. Don't go to a large a steakhouse. Mall. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but Who's would, the most famous person you've ever hung out with? Have ever hung out with? Yeah. Like at their house? No, or just, just like, like I mean, maybe, well, I remember when Robin Williams was here. Who's the most famous person you've hung out with? <laughs> Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. At the um, New York Film Festival once. Got to hang out with him. Is that when you kicked everyone out of the uh, out Applebee's of the, yeah, after? Right, right. <laughs> well, Zach Galifianakis is one of my best friends. Yeah. And Bill Burr and Joe Rogan. And they, these are all guys I came up with, so I'm still really close friends with them. But outside of comedy, John Hamm, I'm friends with John okay. Hamm. I've 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 seen him out. Yes. Oh, good. I have. We uh-huh. went to in Silver Lake. It was like an old fire station. Yeah. He was at that party. Right. So yeah, I know I know people. I just don't like. Yeah. It's always at like a function. It's not like, hey, let's go grab lunch. Dave Navarro and I are good friends. Oh, uh, Dave Navarro. Yeah. That guy is so fucking cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's still, I still think he was like one of the hottest rockers. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Like, And just, also I think his his sexual fluidity, I don't know if he ever did gay stuff, but he certainly <laughs> gave off that, that aura. For sure. Yeah. Just androgynous and-, and yeah. Like painted nails and just like ugh, uh-huh. brooding. Carmen Carmen Electra, like come on, like yeah. I, I know this girl and um, she was on meth. She was not on meth. Okay, I was on a show. What show was I on? Oh, the Gong Show with David Tell. I was the head writer, mm-hmm. and so I hired this girl to be like, you know, like the prize girl kind of thing, like dollar up, and she's just like the Meghan Markle much. suitcase yeah. girl, yeah. <laughs> so she comes in, and I got to know her pretty well, and uh, she told me that she met Dave Navarro, and he asked her out, and he said, that we'll go to dinner. He goes, why don't you come to my apartment first? So she goes to his apartment, and she, he goes, just they'll let you in and just come up to 3A or whatever. So she comes up to 3A, and the door is ajar, and she opens it up, and she walks in, and the lights are all off but there's a ring of candles in the corner and he's sitting in the middle of it, nude, playing acoustic guitar. God, and that's she so just, cool. And she, no, she started laughing and she left. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she started laughing at his face? And left. Yeah. And left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the worst grinder hookup ever. Oh my God, doors unlocked, let yourself in. Naked with a guitar with candles around? Yeah. But it's like Dave Navarro, that's I like know. vampire shit. Right, right. Oh, live, laugh, leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> live, laugh, lick, leave. Laugh. She left out the lick part because she definitely, she licked him first. 
Well, I mean, I'm you guessing. gotta lick. If you're gonna go into Dave Navarro's house, you gotta yeah. at least give right, him a lick. Right, right, right. You know? Well, this year, or next year rather, Super Bowl, the halftime show has been announced. Uh, Usher. He must have done it before, right? Usher? No, he hasn't done it before. I don't think he has. He's kind of perfect, isn't he? It is. Well, I would think, I would think so. Yes, I'm trying to remember because you know how sometimes they bring out like yeah, yeah, little yeah. guests. Right. I'm wondering if he did that. Yeah, I but, think that's what it was. But I can't remember. Um, but he says it's fine. I don't think he has because he says it's an honor of a lifetime to finally check a Super Bowl performance off my bucket list. Well, okay. I can't wait to bring the world a show unlike anything else they've seen from me. I just before. feel bad because when he shows up as a black guy to the Super Bowl. And says, uh, uh, "I'm here. I'm here to do my job." Mm-hmm. Who are you, Usher? And then they hand him like a red vest, and they tell him, "Okay, the people are coming in there. Just bring them the luxury booth." Yeah. I always wonder <laughs> if he if he actually was ever an usher in real life. Maybe I don't think he was. I but I mean, how has that not been a play on like some late night? Show where yeah. they're like, you know, oh, we're gonna film this movie theater of people, right, right, and right. the usher's actually yeah, usher. that's good. Yeah. Call Jimmy Kimmel, and everyone's like, whoa, yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot of people were saying Taylor Swift was gonna do it. She said no. I just she did. Of course she did. She doesn't need the Super Bowl. She made like she sold out every damn stadium for ten nights. She's gonna wait. She's she's like this right now. Yeah. And when this happens, it's never gonna that's happen. when you do the Super Bowl. She's never going to happen. Never, oh, please. I don't think she will. You think Taylor Swift Her will flop. fans are going to age out, don't you think? <laughs> She's the kind of person that you turn 27 and you go, you start hiding your CDs and being like, <laughs> you know? For those of you at home, CDs were um, music don't discs. Don't you dare. That, don't you dare. Yeah, I know. It's so old. wild. I know. I used to have the like case with just CDs, 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 CDs. I had so many CDs that I, 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 I finally got rid of them because once I got my MP3 player, I was like, well, this is insane. You get on Spotify and yep. you can get any album Anything. ever. And so I took all my CDs. I had 3,000 CDs. Oh. And I brought them to um, Amoeba Records. Sold them? And I sold them, and they gave me like they were giving me like four or five bucks a CD. Oh wow! So I walked out of there, but they only give you store credit. So I had That's like the worst. I had like nine thousand dollars <laughs> in store credit, and so I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I bought like I, I already had a collection of vinyl comedy records. Yeah. So I bought like every one of their comedy oh, records that's great. and a bunch of posters, and then they give you fifty cents on the dollar for your balance. So I walked out with like a few grand in cash. That's good though. Yeah. Store credit. I mean, my God. But like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I didn't know how many Usher songs do you know off the top of your head? One. Which one? What you know the one? <laughs> uh, Not that one. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Because I'm happy with it. No, that's... Is that him? Happy? No, it's, that's not Usher, is it? <laughs> no, no. Is that Outcast? No. Who is it? Pharrell. Pharrell. Oh, Pharrell. Yeah, because I'm happy. Which is, that's a waterboarding song if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're just, like, getting waterboarded. And Wait, that, sorry, so what's well, here, Usher I got song? This, I got this for you. This oh, is, is this a, another list? It is a list. A Beginner's Guide Jesus to Usher Christ. in 10 songs. Look, I'm going to help you, okay? So here we go. Number one, the song you were thinking of is not Think of You. So Think of You. Uh, you remind me of a girl... That I once knew. That one? Ring a bell? Yeah, I'm not into this kind of music, okay. but keep going. You Make Me Wanna from 97. You Make Me Wanna Leave the One I'm With. Yeah, yeah, Start I a know new that. Relationship. Yeah. 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 Which is also another name of his song. Yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the song. It's called Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's called, that's the song you were thinking while you were doing Oh, it is? This. You make me happy. <laughs> you not, make me happy. I mean, it's song. just it's stupid music. I don't like any yeah, of this music. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't like this pop, pop R&B shit. So I had to think of it because I was like, what other songs are there? You Got It Bad. Uh, what else has he got? You remind me. Okay, we got that one. This is my confession. It's going to be fun. His body looks good. Sponsored by Pepsi and Herpes. That's really what it's going to be. <laughs> burn. Let it burn. And he had a residency in Vegas. My Boo with Alicia Keys. Maybe yeah. she'll come out and sing it with him. I'm going to make love in this club. That one. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There goes my baby. Sure. And 10. Climax. So... You know, and he was a judge on The Voice. Let him Wasn't do it. Wasn't there some controversy with him at some point? Or is he controversy the free? Con- no, you're thinking of Chris Brown. Oh, I'm thinking of Drake. Drake's controversy? Yeah. What it, was his? Something in Toronto. Well, he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> it's always something in Toronto. Right. You think you're out of the country, you can do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. You can do whatever you want. But yeah. let's get back. You mentioned this earlier. Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady, okay? You said once he was with her, it was all over for him. But Giselle recently said in Glamour Magazine that she would divorce Tom Brady today if she was offered a do-over. Boom. So October will officially mark the one-year anniversary of Giselle Bunchen's divorce from Tom Brady. That divorce happened fast, oh, by the so way. They quick. split up and it was like a month later. Two different houses already yeah. just... Right. Uh, the 43-year-old model has no regrets about ending their 13-year marriage. She, uh, don't take my word for it. Bunchen said to herself in a candid new interview with CBS News Sunday morning, which aired on September 24th, I look into my life and I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have any other life, she told the interviewer, adding that if she were offered to change something about her journey, she wouldn't change absolutely anything. I mean, I think she's fine. Hey, look, you're married to a guy who talks to his father every day. That's a red flag, isn't it? His father was advising him on every personal and business decision. Yeah. I mean, come on. It is weird. And he also looks like a like a like a a Christmas nutcracker. Yes. I think I he doesn't look like this perfect. anymore. Can I tell you my Tom Brady story? Please. Speaking of famous people that I know. Okay, sure. So I work with Best Buddies, which is a group that helps people with intellectual disabilities. Okay. And he was the spokesperson for that group for years. I mean, if anybody wants to badmouth Tom, the one great thing he did was that. He Uh was amazing. And like, so I would do these events and I do, like I'm doing a fundraiser here for it. And uh, we- Oh, that's great. Yeah, we take people bowling, like the intellectually disabled people, we take them bowling and- and so I flew to Boston to do this event where we were riding bikes from Boston down to Cape Cod to raise money and awareness. And so the night before the ride, we went to Harvard Stadium mm-hmm. and we played a celebrity uh, foot touch football game at Harvard Stadium. And it was a bunch of celebrities, uh, pretty big name people, and uh, and Tom Brady. And then there was the, the, the buddy, you call them the buddies, the intellectually disabled people. And the buddies were playing in the game as well. Mm-hmm. And the fans were, the, you know, the stadium was full. It was amazing. So I, go, so I go into the locker room before and I'm standing there and all of a sudden this God walks in. I mean, when you see Tom Brady in person, his eyes are piercing. He's got this um, radiant smile. He's so good looking. And he comes Tall. over- yeah, he's tall. He's tall, right? Yeah, yeah, he's probably six foot. Yeah. And he comes in and uh, and he starts talking to people. And then he comes over to me and somebody introduces me and says I'm a comedian. And he just locks in, like mind melds with me. And for like 15 minutes, we're talking about comedy, which comedians he likes. And I'm making him laugh. And, and it was just, I was like, I had such a man crush on him. And then we went out to the field and we split into two teams. And I'm on Tom Brady's team. Uh-huh. So we go into the huddle and he's giving out assignments. You know, you run, he's saying to the buddies, okay, you, you're going to run up on the right. Okay, you're going to run up on the left. And then I'm looking at him like this. And he looks at me and he goes, just just go out. Like, what's the matter with you? I'm not going to give you an assignment. You're not a buddy. (laughs) And so, so I line up on the right and he calls hike and I start running up the field and, uh, and I look over my left shoulder and I see Tom Brady is looking at me and he takes the ball back behind no. his ear uh. and he releases a perfect floating spiral through the air. Thousands of people watching, 
blue sky, Harvard Stadium, and it's coming <laughs> and I'm going to make a basket catch. All I got to do is just not trip, not fumble, just gently pull it. So the ball lands on my hands and I pull it in and I catch it. And now there's two best buddies in front of me and I deke them out and then I run in for a touchdown. And I just look back and Tom Brady's like going like this, like, no. what is the matter with you? <laughs> What would happen? I deeked out the buddies. They're intellectually disabled. This isn't about them. It's about you. Get out of here. This is your moment. I got caught up in the moment. Yeah, you know, that, was I, your, that was your Rudy moment. I wanted to score a touchdown from Tom Brady, yeah. and I did. Yeah. Nobody was standing in between me get, and that get, end zone. Get, get out of here. Just, just let me have I mean, this. I didn't plow into anybody, <laughs> See, but I did. That would have been me. Just, yeah. oh, you're like, oh, my God. You broke their sternums. Oh What's wrong God. with you? Oh, I'm glad you. That's a moment, though, you will always cherish. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. And then that night we did a we did a benefit show. There was a dinner and then people came out and uh, and Tom Brady got on stage and for $500... Tom Brady from the stage would take an autographed ball and throw it to you. And it was a big tent. It was a big outdoor tent. There was probably like 3,000 people in the tent. Mm -hmm. And it's white, white, ta white linen tables and candles. It's really nice. But then he would throw passes to people and because it was volunteers would come up and they'd get the 500 and then they would go like this with the red flag. And then Tom would throw the football to you and you would get to catch it. And so he's doing this and the place is going berserk. Because mm -hmm. New England with Tom Brady, there has never been a love affair with a player like New England with Tom Brady. Of he course, brought them, of course. He brought them four Super Bowls or something. And so to catch the passes, the place is euphoric. Uh, the buddies are mixed in with the crowd and they're having fun. And and then he, he, goes, he goes, all right, now we're going to bring up comedian Greg Fitzsimmons. <laughs> and I walk up and nobody's sitting down. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention. And he just looks at me and he goes, good luck. Good luck. It's always those corporate events where you're just like, oh. And I got up and I was bombing so bad. Nobody was looking at me. Um, and then and then a, a, a buddy crawled up on stage and sat at my feet and just looked straight <laughs> up at me. And it was so cute. I couldn't do anything. But, and then I'm looking at it and my friends are sitting at a table with uh, – Gordon Ramsay, mm -hmm. and uh, I forget, there was a bunch of, bunch of celebrities. They were dying. They were laughing so hard at me bombing. Uh-huh. And I I did my time. You did your time. I did my time. You go, thanks. Yep. Bye. Got on a bike the next morning, rode to Cape Cod. Oh, that's the best. I love yeah. Cape Cod. Well, you know what you should have done instead of doing stand-up? You, you probably should have gotten up there and danced with knives because that's the latest— uh, thing that Britney Spears is this has your done. transition back into This is my transition okay, into back into the podcast. Done. I think that was pretty good yeah. because this, here's the thing. I try to like not talk about Britney Spears a lot because it's always something and Land and I will be like, yeah, well, she did this this week. And yeah, I'm like, you know what? You no, right. I don't care. Right. All you got to do is just wait for Sunday, Sunday night football. And then Sunday's Britney uh, Instagram post because she's concerning the a lot of people. From the weekend. Have you seen this? No. She is just taking it to the next level um, with <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Here she is dancing with knives. She's got her dogs in the background. And she's that are, barefoot. 
And she's, all, well, she's always barefoot. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Is this a cry for help? Yes. Or is this a new pop princess Asian fusion dinner called Brittany Hanna opening up here in Beverly Hills in the fall? I think this is somebody living their best life. You know, she's really? got she's got plenty of money. <laughs> yeah. She always seems happy when she's doing she's these things. Living, yeah. And she also captioned this saying, Don't worry, y'all. They are not real knives. Oh, Halloween okay. is soon. Thing is, you hear the clanging of the knives as they come together, so they sure seem real. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, why can't Brittany just have fun? She is having fun. I think but people want her to have fun like Outside of her kitchen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go outside. Yeah, but she can't. She gets mobbed. Well, she was seen recently, like, in Mexico or something, and her top was coming down or something like that. I'm assuming she has breast implants, right? I don't know. I think she did when she was younger, and everyone Mm. was, like, obsessed with her. But she also had a very big fascination with knives, where she was saying that when she's at home, she sleeps with a knife under her pillow. So to each their own. And also her ex-husband, Sam Asgari, goes to my gym. And over the weekend— See, you know somebody famous. Don't. (laughs) 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 Not Sam Asgari. No, he was uh, at my gym over the weekend with his shirt off, like posing for pictures for paparazzi. Really? What are you doing, guy? What a loser. I know. He stood out there where I stand to get photographed, and no one, no one. Nothing. Nothing. But you know what? Let her dance with knives. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, Do you ever think about the Roman Empire? A lot. You do? I just listened to a podcast this week about— how Caesar was basically Hitler. He committed more genocide than Hitler did because, you know, the Roman Empire, they expanded into oh all, the Nor- <laughs> all the Norman territories. Uh-huh. The Gaul, you know, the Gauls basically occupied all of Western Europe. Uh-huh. And Caesar went in there and the Romans just, and we're not talking, it's not modern warfare where there's mm. gunpowder and bullets. We're talking Britney Spears like knives, knives. and axes. And they killed tens of millions of people. I mean, it was barbaric. And then they just they just took over. So you do think about it a lot. <laughs> I read a lot about historical biographies, and a lot of them are about ancient Rome. Well, have you heard about this, which you just totally nailed for me, by the way. There was this TikTok trend that garnered over a billion views that said that— um, a lot of men, a lot of straight men, are asked how often they think about the Roman Empire. Really? Yes. And surprisingly, some say they think about the fallen empire daily or even more often, <laughs> sparking online confusion. So you just, like, proved me right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, what invented, is it? they invented the aqueducts. A lot of our tenets of our democracy come mm. from there. Um, you know, and it was the longest reigning— uh, government in the history of time. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. But see, I think my Roman Empire is different from your Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> this yours has more vomiting. Yours is like politics and yeah. inventions. Mine's yeah. like wine and orgies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, call me old fashioned. Right, right. I. Uh, they were good days. Good days, I yeah. think. But I mean, I, I mm, I've been to Rome. Have you been to Rome? Yes. Yeah, and. Colosseum's incredible. I am fascinated with the fact that they could flood the Colosseum for uh, warships. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, they have aqueducts in the the Colosseum that they would fill with water and have, like, boat battles in there. And then they would drain it to have, like, tiger— Fights and and then That's you know amazing. the occasional burning of Christians. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I do. Maybe I think of the Roman Empire, and I saw Spartacus on Stars, which was yeah, which was a hot series. Did you pause that a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty hot. What was the first movie you saw? Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, where you got turned on, where you went like, yeah, this oh, is. Oh no! Don't do that. Uh, it was probably the never-ending story. Uh huh. As a kid, yeah, betray you on our text in the swamp of sadness and yeah. like riding a dragon. You know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think it was Bo Derek in Ten. 
That makes sense. With Valeris playing. She had the the braids. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah, two different movies. Okay. Uh, we got a, time for a couple more stories, and I want to talk about your personal story after this one. So Heidi Klum reveals there are limits she won't cross when it comes to her nude sunbathing, yeah. which I'm like, thank God, you know. Isn't she was Seal. She was. Oh. And that she has a couple kids from Seal. Um, but so yeah, she's now, un, she's unsealed now. She's unsealed. <laughs> Sign unsealed, delivered. Uh, so she obviously is from Europe, so she has no issue with nudity. But everyone's always like, you know, now that she's like a 50-year-old woman, everyone's like, stop it! Enough! Um, she feels comfortable with her body, and uh, she does have boundaries when it comes to her own house, she says. And she has some strict rules. And those rules are, she says she's super comfortable naked today to the point where my kids are like, Mom, I have a friend coming over. And I'm like, have I ever been naked in the backyard when a friend was coming over? As soon as someone is coming, I put my top on. So it's a very G-rated household. But once she has the place to herself, it's game over. We got naked mom on the loose. I say go for it. I'm always naked in my place. There, I said it. I walk around naked. I do, you know, not when my kids are around, but when my well, wife is around. We we both walk around naked. Yeah. Yeah. So she this is this is so this is clickbait for me. This is just kind of like, yeah. all right. Okay. She's like, I'm fifty. I don't want to be I don't want him to be thirty-four. Oh, this is her boyfriend. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but so Heidi Klum has no problem being naked in sunbathing. But this reminded me of your story that I wanted to talk about. Um over the summer. Yeah. You were at the beach. Nude. Nude, as you should be. Yeah. Just a free dong in the wind. Um, <laughs> like the Roman days. <laughs> it's my biography. Dong in the wind. Free dong in the wing. In the wind. But wait, can you tell can you tell our listeners what happened? Because well, I hate to talk about it because No, you don't. <laughs> No, don't so all. I go to the beach, and it was the day of the hurricane. You yes. remember the hurricane? Oh, 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 I'm still getting over. I it. still, I still have to take the wood off my windows. I had to go in the backyard and sweep a puddle. It no. was this deep. I'm so yeah. sorry. The levees broke apparently. Yes, and so, uh, <laughs> so I go, um, I go down to the beach in the morning because the waves were good, and I was, I was uh, body surfing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a great swimmer, but I like to buy some body <clears> surfing, and there's not a lot of people around, and so. Waves started to get big, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I better get my ass in. Uh-huh. So I start swimming. You ever swim towards the shore, but then the shore is getting further away from you the as you swim? I'm in a riptide. Yeah. So I'm getting sucked out, and I was, like, panicking, and I'm swimming harder. And as I'm starting to panic, I hear over my shoulder, further out to sea, I hear, help! And I'm like, fuck. No. Don't turn around. Just let them Just go. Just <laughs> let them go. Save your ass. And so I did. And I turned around. I see this guy. And he's this fat guy with a shaved head and swim goggles on, slapping at the water like an <laughs> idiot. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I took a life-saving class when I was a teenager. My parents and my friend's parents all signed us up to take a class this summer. But we used to go to Brian Van Horn's house before class every morning, and we would just rip bong hits for like 20 minutes. And so we sucked at the class. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the summer, I took the test and I failed the written part of the test. And then the physical part as well. So I failed the whole test. The whole thing. But I learned a couple of things, like how to do a cross chest carry. So I get up to the guy, I get behind him, I get my arm over his chest, and I do some side stroke. Giant wave comes. I'm like, dude, hold your breath. We're going down. We get knocked down. We get flipped around. I find him. I get him back. Three more strokes. Another wave knocks us down. This goes on for like four minutes, Ugh. which does not sound like a long time. No, but it's it a is in the water. Long yeah. time. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm not a good swimmer. And so finally, I'm like, all right, we're going to die. I was so exhausted. I couldn't breathe anymore. My muscles were putty. And I was like, okay, let's just let go. And Ugh. I put my feet down and I realized I could just touch my toes on the sand on the bottom of the ocean. Water's up to here. And so I get behind him and I'm pushing him. We're getting hit by waves. I'm pushing him. And then finally we get up to like below nipple level. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I think 
I think we may be able to make it here. And that's when the Baywatch boat comes screaming in. Yeah. Tan young stud in a red suit dives off the back. In slow motion. In slow motion. Grabs my guy. My guy. And he starts bringing him in towards the shore. Now there's a crowd of people and they're all like, you know, videotaping on their Uh phones and they're cheering. He gets in. They're giving him hand jobs. And I get sucked back into the wave. And I can't get out of the wave. So oh, now no. it takes me five. He doesn't pay attention because he's taking selfies. He's the hero. And, yeah. The so I, it takes me five minutes to get out of the wave. And then I'm walking towards the shore. And, you know, the, the tide is going against me. So I'm like leaning into it. And I'm so tired. I'm, my hands are trembling. And then I shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my, my swim trunks. And so I just shook it out. And then I kept walking. Luckily, it didn't have a liner. I kept walking. I got to the Shake sand. Shake it out. Shake it out. I get to the sand, and the guy runs up to me, and he goes, you saved my life. He goes, are you okay? And I go, I shit myself. And he turned around, and he just walked away. So don't be a hero. It. Don't be a hero. Yep. Uh, but that's the like the one of three times you've saved someone's Four. Four? Yep. God. I've, I've saved somebody from drowning four times. Oh, always drowning. Always drowning. Wow. My aunt, we're in Atlantic City. My aunt was, uh, she got sucked out. I swam over the waves. I got her. She was about 81 years old. And then uh, in Costa Rica, I saved an Asian girl who got sucked into a riptide under a waterfall. Oh, weird. I dove under the water. She was under the water pinned, and I pulled her out. And then these kids saw me, and it was a school trip. And I was there with my son, and my son was probably about, eight or nine. My daughter was about six. And as we were walking through the parking lot, all the kids were lined up to get on the bus and they started chanting hero. And I just looked at my son. I go, are you fucking watching this right now? Do you see what I'm getting right now? Maybe that's what you wanted. You're used to like crowds applauding you. Right, right. And wherever I go. The beach wasn't it that day. You know, that was your Tom Brady. uh, (laughs) And then my other friend, Evan Dunsky, who created the show Nurse Jackie. Uh We were boogie boarding on Venice Beach one day and he rode a wave. We were both on this wave and I pulled off it because I saw that it was closing out. It was going straight down. He got sucked into it. He went head down into the ground and he came up unconscious. Oh. And I got him and I put the board under him and I got him into shore. Saved his life. I mean, my God. I know. It's Lifeguard. A, I mean, I, now you you're, failed the test. You may not know celebrities. You know a hero. I do know a hero. I do. I Wait, and I do know celebrities. <laughs> you know. I'm on my way, all yeah. right? With my, with my mug. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, we have time for one more story. One more story. Uh, these sheep have broken into a greenhouse, and they ate over 600 pounds of marijuana. Um, and the shepherd noticed that they were acting strangely. Now, we— What was strange? Were they, were they talking about whether or not ants have— Cognition? <laughs> Probably. They were talking about yeah. the Roman Empire. Yeah. They were like, oh, the good old days. <laughs> Uh, A flock of sheep in Greece ate over 600 pounds of cannabis after accidentally ending up in a medical marijuana greenhouse. A storm uh, that Greg was uh, lifeguarding (laughs) during the time had torrential downpours, uh, forcing the sheep to look for shelter. They ended up consuming the weed that was in the greenhouse. When the shepherd found them later, he noticed the sheep were behaving strangely with unconfirmed rumors claiming that the flock of sheep enjoyed very much getting stoned. The greenhouse owner was disappointed to find that a large chunk of his supply of weed was severely damaged by the weather, but it was also eaten by the sheep. So he didn't know whether to laugh or cry because apparently they were all well, just the sheep were laughing. Him. Well, the sheep, I think, were just like, yeah. Have you ever seen animals like on cannabis? Yeah, they're just like, yeah, staring at him. So I think it was one of those weird. What's that movie? That claymation movie, Gromus. Um, Romulus. You know, what I'm talking about the little yeah, clay yeah, yeah. guy and his right. dog and all the little sheep. Gromit. What Walt? What it? Wallace and Gromus. Yeah, that one. So, uh, yeah, a flock of sheep came into the facility. Don't know how they got around and started eating what was left. According to the sheep, they were high on cannabis. Well, you know what's funny is when I was in Ireland this summer, the sheep all have different colors. 
on them because they so they don't wander from field to field. You can recognize oh. the sheep and return them. Like they like, spray paint them? Yeah, like what? Red yeah. Cross is Mr. <clears throat> McDonald's. And, uh, you know, Blue, so you look at the sheep and they look like they're tie-dyed. Uh-huh. And I would think these sheep, these Greek sheep that are high, maybe they want to get tie-dyed. Mm-hmm. Greg Fitzsimmons, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, what I, dates do you got coming up? I got All some that. New England dates coming up. Shirley Mass, New Hampshire, Foxborough. And then I will be in Sacramento. I will be in, uh, where else am I going? Some haunted town, I'm sure. Baltimore, Arlington, Virginia, Houston. Right on. Bunch of dates. Go to fitzdog.com for some tickets. Yes, please do. And as always, thank you guys for listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, tell everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. 